How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Creative Collision Podcast. This is Saeed here, bringing you a brand new episode. Uh, this is going to be a big episode. Um, there's a lot going on in the world of sports. This is uh, Super Bowl weekend, so I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl, of course, a big, the big game this Sunday, and uh, and give my predictions. Also, a big story happened today, big, big news in the world of baseball. Uh, Trevor Bauer has signed with the Dodgers on a record-breaking deal. So, uh, you know, for Dodger fans out there, we're, you know, we're excited. It's a, it's a big, big, big deal. Um, one of the highest-paying deals in, in baseball history. It was a three-year deal, $102 million for Trevor Bauer. Uh, so, you know, the Dodgers were already... Um, the favorites to to get back to the World Series and win the World Series and and you know they they didn't really have to do nothing special this offseason they could have just stayed with the same team and they would have been the favorites again but now adding the best uh, free agent pitcher available one of the best pitchers in baseball um, who just you know just want to Cy Young is just gonna make them that much more lethal so. Uh, I'm super excited as a Dodger fan, of course, so I'm definitely going to talk about that and uh, my, give my thoughts about about that and where that, basically where, where that places the Dodgers, not just for this year, but uh, the next couple years. And then uh, the third thing I want to talk about, it's going to be uh, Deshaun Watson and the the Texans, uh, the Houston Texans um, drama going on over there, how Deshaun Watson wants to get traded. Uh, there was a rumor about the Raiders um, wanting to try to trade for him. And I mean, that would be, that would be crazy, you know, as a Raider fan as well. Um, seeing them make that move, uh, would be, would just be something that they, I feel like will, will definitely set them. Well, not over the top, but it's going to place them in a position where they can at least compete with the chiefs and Mahomes, you know? Um, so I want to give, I'm going to give my thoughts about that situation and then lastly, uh, I'll talk a little bit about the Lakers at the end of this, uh, how they they just dominated the Denver Nuggets uh, last night. And in the second half, you know, they, they um, you know, they struggled in the first half and then like they just hit the hit the uh, switch, you know, in the second half. And they made one of the best teams in basketball look uh, look pretty mediocre. And that just got me thinking a little bit about how good this Lakers team really is. I, I think this might be one of the best Laker teams in my lifetime that I've seen just from a roster perspective and, and the players they have. Um, so I want to, I want to talk about that as well. So it's basically a, it's all, all sports, heavy sports uh, podcast, but it's also uh, talking about my three favorite teams, you know, the Dodgers, Lakers and Raiders. Um, and then of course uh, have to talk about the Super Bowl and, and what I expect from that, from the, this weekend and give some some predictions on that. Uh, but let's first start it off. Let's get into the first topic here with uh, the Dodgers news and Trevor Bauer. Uh, so <laughs> crazy situation because last it was yesterday where it, when it was first reported that uh, Trevor Bauer was going to sign with the Mets. So <clears throat> so it was just about like confirmed on Twitter. Or at least all the reporters made it seem like it was confirmed. And then uh, I forgot who tweeted it first, but somebody, somebody tweeted it that um, Bauer to the Mets is a done deal. And then a few minutes after that, someone else tweeted that um, nope, it's not, 
not confirmed yet. And these were these weren't just ran, random people on Twitter. These were, you know, confirmed Twitter accounts from baseball, you know, baseball guys, baseball uh, insiders. They were getting this stuff, you know, all mixed up. It comes down to it's a whole different topic for another day, but how the media nowadays always wants to be the first to break the story and uh, and break news on on a big trade or a big big free agent. Like everybody wants to be uh, Woj, you know. Uh, everybody wants to be Adrian Wojnarowski or or Shams, like how how the NBA guys are, you know, Woj bomb and baseball like doesn't really have one of those guys so you have a bunch of guys trying to be that person um so a little bit of that will happen on twitter um but uh, yeah so that happened yesterday and it looked like okay um bauer to the mets was done and all good all good i mean uh, this whole time the dodgers have been rumored to get trevor bauer being played to to um to get him but i i never really thought um I don't know. I wasn't that. I wasn't that close to thinking it would actually happen. Uh, part of it is just because uh, the money he was looking for, and and uh, the Dodgers didn't really need him. You know, it, it's a luxury. So that was one of the reasons uh, I thought, like, you know, the, the Dodgers have been rumored for a lot of people this offseason. You know, Nolan Arenado trade that didn't end up happening. He ended up getting traded to the Cardinals. Um, there's, you know, other pretty big names like Marcel Zuna, uh, Nelson Cruz as a lately, you know, so they've been rumored in a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of players, but uh, nothing major has happened. You know, they, they've been making key moves. And uh, I mean, so far I, I've liked, you know, before they signed Bauer, it's not like I was disappointed with the Dodgers offseason. I thought they made, uh, pretty pretty key moves not in, like li- nice little moves you know bringing back certain players uh bulking up the or uh the bullpen you know making them better getting some some key guys there um i know a couple fan favorite players have have left this offseason and kike and uh jock peterson but you know that was uh you know that was expected you know i, I think a lot of us knew inside that it was going to be pretty slim chances that all those guys would come back, uh, that they're going to want to go to a situation that's going to give them more playing time. As much as those guys love being Dodgers, um, you know, they're in their, they're in their prime and they want not, it's not just about the money. It was also about more playing time. Um, so, you know, we saw some, some of our favorites go, but they also made like key moves and nice moves to, to, um, get better in certain areas that were that might have been a little weak like the bullpen at times right um so i wasn't disappointed at all with the dodgers offseason and of course justin turner is still he's still out there i still assume he's coming back but turner is still there um as a free agent um but yeah but the bauer the bauer situation as soon as that report from yesterday looked like you know it was it was a um, a fake re- not that it was fake, but that it was not confirmed that it wasn't official with the Mets. Um, and then this morning, uh, you saw on, on Twitter that uh, the Mets were giving Bauer a uh, a deadline, basically giving him to like uh, twelve p.m. Um, Eastern time to make a decision. And you know that time over here in the West Coast, that's nine o'clock in the morning. So 
that time passed and and after that I feel like I think he's if he still hasn't signed with the Mets and they give him like they give him a a ultimatum basically or they give him a, a time frame and he still hasn't signed with them at that point um that may be that may be kind of really really uh consider that he's gonna end up going to the Dodgers I maybe really start to start to think about it like this is gonna happen and then uh it officially did and then you see the you know at first first you're you're just thinking about the the rotation they're gonna have you know and and what what kind of um how deep that starting rotation is gonna be now you know with uh Kershaw Bueller Bauer uh Urias and and Price as well as Gosling and Mays, so their their rotation they got seven legit guys, you know, and and three three ace type pitchers, you know, uh, Bauer, Kershaw, and Bueller. So it's 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 so crazy. They got three aces basically, and like four other guys that would be you know number two, three starters on most other teams. Like that's how deep that rotation is now. Um, so. You know that that's just incredible, and and it it really, I mean they're they already were in the driver's seat, but now it just it just makes them so much more so just so much more lethal and and dangerous, and then you kind of compare it to the rest of the division first, you know, with the Padres and the Padres and all the moves they made this offseason, trying to catch up to the Dodgers, trying to to close the gap between themselves and the Dodgers. Uh, and I, you know, I give the Padres credit. They they are going for it. You know, they're not backing down. They're they're not uh, rolling over. You know, they, you know, they're they're they made moves this offseason. They uh, obviously they traded for uh, Blake Snell and uh, Musgrove, and and uh, they're you know they have added you know Cle- going back to Clevenger from from the this, the previous year. So they bulked up their starting their starting pitching. They made trades and you know during during the season last year too, uh, so it looked like they were kind of closing the gap a little bit. You know it was it was going to be real, real competition with the Dodgers, even though the Dodgers were still considered the favorites. But now the Dodgers counter with this Trevor Bauer move and and widen the gap again. You know it's kind of like the Padres did all this work this offseason to try to close the gap, and they're kind of right back. To where they were, you know, um, um, so I mean, it's still again it's baseball. Baseball is one of those sports where a lot can happen and a lot needs to go right to win. Um, but the Dodgers are the you know runaway favorites right now at this point in the season, and could be one of the first one of the first teams, or the, could be the first team to win back to back championships in since like the Yankees of the the late nineties. So, I mean, they're they're right in position to do that this year, you know. So, super exciting. Um, getting to the contract that Bauer signed, it was a it's a three year contract for a hundred and two million, uh, and which which uh, he can opt out after the first and second year. So it's very front um, front heavy loaded. He's getting forty five million uh, this first year. And then uh, the second year he has forty million, so um, so those first two years are where he's making 
where he's gonna make a lot of that money. You know, like oh, like eighty five percent of his, of his, almost eighty five percent of his uh money's gonna come in those first two years. Um, so it's I think it's a good deal for both ends for both sides. Now there's some you know there's some uh there there are some Dodger fans out there that are not in love with this with the the signing um and not just because the money uh that he's getting but also um people are not very fond of Bauer as a as a person he's kind of I know there's been some stuff in the past that that makes him seem like an asshole and and kind of a jerk and and all that I do think a lot of it is um, just how outspoken he is a lot of times, and it rubs people the wrong way. I don't, I don't know if he's necessarily as bad of a person. I mean, I don't know the guy personally, of course, but I don't think he's as bad of a person as some people make him out to seem sometimes. Um, but again, you know, he is, he is a quirky guy. He has a big personality. He, you know, he's a little, you know, a little full of himself sometimes. He'll come across that way. But I don't see that as an issue, especially with the Dodgers, because um, the Dodgers clubhouse, I feel there's so many there's so many stars, you know, with the organization. There's so many there's so many big names and and stars and big personalities that that it won't, you know, a strong personality won't affect the morale of the team because it's the Dodgers. They they're a superstar team with a lot of superstar level players. So. You know, um, Bauer, Bauer's on a, if he was on a, a team that didn't have any other stars and that could be a dangerous situation, situation because he could start acting up and a bad or, organization. But with the Dodgers, he, he, uh, I don't, I don't see how that's going to happen. There's too many, too many, uh, leaders in that clubhouse and to, to not to not let that that situation get out of hand, you know, if, if it were to. So, um, so I'm not worried about that at all. I'm not worried about the whole clubhouse stuff uh, with Bauer. Um, and as far as the money, uh, some you know, some fans, some people don't don't really like the contract and the, the amount of money he's getting because they feel like it's going to to affect them down the road, you know, when it comes to re-signing some of their key guys, right? Oh, like uh, Corey Seager or Cody Bellinger and Walker Bueller, most most importantly. Those are the three big names that, that uh, you know, they're still on their rookie, their rookie contracts. Uh, you know, they're still under team control and arbitration, arbitration uh, for the next couple of years. Well, other than Seager's in the last year of that, uh, of his arbitration. Um so, you know, fans have them in the back. You know, we have them in the back of our our mind that eventually we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to pay these guys, you know, big money. And is uh, is Bauer? You know, we just hope Bauer's contract doesn't get in the way of that. And you know, my response to that is, I th- the Dodgers are very smart. They know what they're doing. Um, Andrew Friedman, especially, he. Ever since he's came to the Dodgers, he he's had this whole plan where he's trying to win now, but also knows that um, the future is important. And he's done a really great job of balancing out, um, balancing out trying to 
be a team that you know wants to win right away and the Dodgers have been and you know obviously they've won the division seven years in a row and they just won the World Series so they're always in it but they but they haven't made moves to ruin their future either you know um and Andrew Freeman's the best in the the best in the business at this I mean, I think he's the best GM in baseball so you know he's a mastermind when it comes to this stuff man so he he wouldn't sign Bauer uh what for now you know just to sign him without having a plan for the future without knowing you know that that this could uh affect every you know er- everything in a couple of years with when it comes to um re-signing their their guys right so i just have confidence that um andrew freeman and the dodgers just know they know what they're doing uh and i think they deserve the benefit of the doubt in saying that so now uh, they haven't proved us wrong yet so even though the and that and that's why part of that's why I think the contract works for both ends because Bauer got what he was looking for. He wanted to play for a a um, championship contender, which he is, and also in his hometown, right? He's from he's from L.A. Um, so he got exactly what he wanted, playing for his hometown on a championship level team, and he got the the contract he wanted, which was a shorter contract where he can opt out and he gets. Um, more money uh, per year, you know, the AAV, which is the average uh, average amount, you know, per year. Uh, did I say that right? Average annual, well, I forgot what the the, um, the acronym is for it, but basically the annual average um, contract that he's getting per year is what he wanted, right? And that's, that's basically, you know, three years at uh, 102 million, that's, that's uh, I believe thirty four, like thirty four million a year, and then he can opt out after those any of those first two years. So he got he got the money up front like he wanted, um, and then the Dodgers it works to their benefit too, because um, because it, that money's paid up front to Bauer, and the first two years most of that money's uh, going to be paid, and then they don't have to start paying. Uh, Bellinger, Bellinger, Urias are not um, free agents until after the 2023 season. So that's that's still three full seasons from now, you know. And by that time, Bauer will be off the books. So they know what they're doing. You know, they they have a couple more years before they have to um, give Bellinger, Urias big money. Bueller is not actually arbitration eligible or his... His the last year of his team control is not until 2024, where he becomes a free agent. So that's still that's still four more seasons from now. Um, and then you kind of look at you. I guess I guess the most concerning one is going to be Seager, of course, because he is a free agent after this season. Um, I don't know how much the Dodgers signing Bauer is going to affect their opportunity to sign to keep Seeger. Um, but I'm guessing it's, it's not, it wasn't going to make a difference regardless whether they, they sign Bauer or not. I don't think that's going to affect how they're going to look at the Seeger situation really. 
But I don't think the Dodgers are caring about the luxury tax now, now that they surpassed it. And, uh, uh, you know, with Seager, more than likely Seager is going to be looking for a, a big deal, a long-term deal, because he's still young. Um, so in that instance, I don't know uh, if Bauer's contract is really going to matter uh, for what the Dodgers uh, were going to look for with Seager anyways. So that's just my thoughts. I don't think it's... I don't think it's gonna place as big of a of a um, role as people are making it out to seem like. Oh, we're giving Bauer all this money. How how are we gonna be able to keep you know our guys? I think I think uh, Friedman again. I, he knows what he's doing, and he has a plan. And then you kind of look at uh, contracts expiring, getting off the books. You know, David Price. He has two years left on his contract. He's getting paid thirty two million a year. Uh, I know the Red Sox, I believe, are paying some of that, like half of that or so. So his contract is done in two years after Barr's second year. And then um, Kenley's, Kenley's contract expires this season. At, he was making 20 mil. So that, you know, that goes away after this year. Kershaw is done after this season as far as his contract. Of course, I don't want Kershaw to go anywhere, but you know, he, he's making 31 million this year. And the last year of his contract, so I'm sure the Dodgers are going to try to look at um, re-signing Kershaw at a now that he's older now at a, maybe more of a team-friendly deal. Um, so he you'll save some money there on his contract. Canley, I don't see coming back. Um, so there's there's contracts falling off the books uh, within the next year or two. Big contracts that are gonna kind of even out that this Bauer contract and uh, by the time Bauer's contract expires then they can you know that's when they have to pay uh, Bellinger and Urias and Bueller you know so the timetable works perfectly my, my guess is about what's going to happen with Bauer is I think he's going to opt out after year two um, you know he makes so he's making 45 mil he's making 40 mil the first year he can opt out after this first season, uh, but I don't know. I mean, it, he might, but I don't think he will. I don't think he's gonna opt out of a out of a forty million dollars a year after that first year, and and uh, opt out of that forty five mil, which he's gonna get in year two. So my guess is that he doesn't opt out till years till after um, year two, and then. You know he, you know he plays two years. He maybe resigns with the Dodgers or he goes somewhere else. So that, that that's my predictions, and I don't, and that's why I don't think it's gonna affect what the Dodgers are gonna do with the uh, the other guys that they're looking to to keep. You know their homegrown guys, their their boys that they they've had and developed, and their stars that they already have. So just my opinion. We'll see what happens. Uh, but either way, it's exciting. It it's, just feels so good to be a Dodger fan. It's a great time to be a Dodger fan, man. <laughs> you know, it's just it's special. You see the type of talent this team has, and they're going to be so good. You know, not just here, uh, not just now, but for a long time. This can be. This could really. This could really be a team that can be a dynasty. It does have that potential. It had that potential. Uh, the Dodgers have that the potential to be the like the late '90s Yankees. You know that one, uh, like four championships in a five-year span. You know with that that team, um, it's it's hard. It's gonna be hard to do that, but the the potential is there. So, 
Um, I'll leave it at that. That's uh, that's it for my Bauer, Trevor Bauer talk and the Dodgers. And um, yeah, just exciting, exciting stuff. Um, so now let's get into to the Super Bowl this weekend. And uh, I'll give my predictions on that. All right, so Super Bowl 55, the big game this Sunday. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, very, very uh, good matchup. When you look at the uh, from a historical perspective, because you got um, the the one of the you know the old goat basically in Tom Brady, you know that's at the end of his career. Uh, of course, you know the most historically accomplished quarterback of all time versus the young goat in Patrick Mahomes, a guy that many people are projecting that can catch Tom Brady uh, one day and and just overall greatness status, you know. Uh, as far as uh, uh, where he's going to rank at the end of his career amongst uh, all-time great quarterbacks. And Patrick Mahomes is off to the best star a quarterback can ever have, especially if he wins the Super Bowl. So you have the old goal versus the young goat. Um, so that's that right there is pretty pretty special. We don't ever get to see something like that often. It's like, imagine if, uh, you know, uh, young Kobe got to face Michael Jordan in the finals. You know, it's per- basically similar to that. Or uh, or um, even going back to maybe like uh, if Tom Brady, when he was a young quarterback, had a, you know got to face. I know the years don't match up uh, at all. It was, it's not possible. Uh, but if, if a young Tom Brady had faced like a Joe Montana in the Super Bowl, you know, something like that. Uh, that's basically the, the equivalent uh, what we got um, going on here, you know, um, yeah, I say it's like a young Kobe versus uh, Jordan on the Bulls. Um, at you know, as Jordan's at the end of his his Bulls run, you know, and that could have been a possibility because Kobe was in the league already. Uh, that's kind that's kind of uh, what we got right now uh, with Mahomes versus uh, versus Brady, and uh, and it's uh, it's all you know that that right there is just makes makes his game very. Uh, is very uh historical already you know just that fact alone so i i, I assume it's going to be a, a very high high viewed game um but uh yeah i mean the chiefs are are three point favorites and i like that i'm going to take those odds i i think the chiefs offense is just overpowered uh, too much i think i i just don't see uh, a lot of people are scared to bet against tom brady um and I get that, you know, he's he's Brady. He's won six Super Bowls. This is his tenth Super Bowl. But when I just look at the teams and and on paper, what what each team has, uh, I I just don't see how the Bucks are gonna stop the Chiefs from scoring. You know, at least in the high twenties, or, or you know, it's gonna be hard to keep them from scoring thirty points. I feel like I just think the Chiefs were so. We're just waiting. Just waiting to get to the Super Bowl. You know, they were kind of going through the motions all year, so people kind of started to overrate. Say they were overrated, or they're not as good as they were last year. They're not as hungry, and some of that could be true during the regular season. But once, once uh, the playoffs came around, and the way they whipped the Bills, the Bills ass like it was nothing. You know, all that Josh Allen talk, they put that to rest right away, and and if they did that to the Bills. I don't see why they're not going to do the same thing to the Bucks, you know. Um, 
Brady, as great as Brady is, he is 43 years old, you know. Uh, I don't know how we could expect him to keep up with uh, Patrick Mahomes. I know it's the Super Bowl, and that's what makes people nervous. It's you know it's hard to it's hard to bet bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, but again he has lost three of them. It's not like he's perfect in the Super Bowl. You know he has lost he has lost uh, some of them before, so that's why I'm not too nervous about it uh, as much as other people are. I feel like a lot of people feel like their head tells them the Chiefs, but like their heart says Bucks because of Brady and and. Uh, He's done it so many times, and you just, you just, your heart doesn't want you to bet against him. And I'm speaking more so from somebody who's actually looking to bet on the game, you know. It's a Super Bowl. Most people like to bet on the game, obviously. So, I like the Chiefs, though. I like the Chiefs, and I like them to cover that, that three-point three point spread. Um, I see, I see this, you know, I see like a 30... Like a 31-20-23 type of game. Um, or 31-24 um, Chiefs, you know. Um, Brady Brady was... He looked... He had bad moments in that the Packers game. You know, he threw three straight interceptions. We can't forget that, you know. So... And it's not like the Packers defense... I mean, it was good, but... You know, it's not like the, it was this all-time great defense. And I think the Chiefs defense is... Um, you know, pretty, pretty decent, pretty good. You know, they get over, overlooked because of Mahomes and how great the offense is. But I think they can force Brady to some turnovers. And if, if the Chiefs go up by two touchdowns early, then I don't see how Brady can come back from that. Um, I, I know we've done it before and he is Tom Brady, but I just don't see it this time around. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a blowout, to be honest. I'm give, I think it's gonna be, you know, I'm saying it's gonna be a one-score game, and not simply out of respect for, for Brady, but because Brady has never been blown out in the Super Bowl, he has lost three Super Bowls before, but he's never been blown out in one. So, um, um, I, I but I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen, you know, um, with that offense, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, uh, and Mahomes. I know the Chiefs' offensive line is banged up, and all they're down. Uh, Eric Fisher, their left tackle. Um, so they, you know, they they got some some issues too. Uh, but barring like anything crazy happening, I think the Chiefs are going to take this one, and and uh, yeah, they'll be back to back champions. You know, if that does happen, that will lead to another discussion. If Patrick Mahomes is already in the Hall of Famer, if he wins, is he already like a top top five quarterback all time? If he wins. Um, that will definitely heat up those type of discussions and and uh that'll be that'll be fun to talk about. So not spending a whole lot of time on the Super Bowl. Uh uh that that's just my I just wanna give my um my predictions before before the game and um uh, should be a fun one. Should be a good one. So um yeah, that's that's my prediction. Chiefs beat the Buccaneers. I'm gonna go 31 to 24. That's going to be my prediction for the game. And and uh, hopefully it's a good one. So I'll leave it at that. Okay, and then. 
All right, moving on to uh, Deshaun Watson and the, and the um, Houston Texans situation. Him wanting to be traded, doesn't even want to play for them anymore. Does it even, you know, I think there's uh, there's already rumors that he said that he would sit out the season if he doesn't get traded. But the reason I just want to talk about it real quick is there's uh, the Raiders, the, uh, the Raiders story that they, they're looking to possibly try to trade for him. Uh, if that were to happen, man, that would be amazing. That would be the best thing that would happen to the Raiders since I don't know uh, how long. Um, you know, the the Raiders, I, the Raiders, I feel, are just on the brink of being a playoff team. You know, they're, they've been getting close the last couple of years. The last two years, they've gotten off to good starts, and then they, they can't finish the season. The second half of the season, they kind of start to fall apart. It happened this year. They were 6-3 this year. Remember, after... Uh, they went. They were six and three. They went into uh, to play the Chiefs, and and they almost beat the Chiefs again. Remember, they 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 beat them earlier in the season, and and then uh, they they went close. They got close to beating them again. Uh, and then they went to six and four uh, after that loss, and people liked the Raiders. They, a lot of a lot of uh, so-called experts, you know, on TV, all the all the analysts thought they were in the driver's seat to get to the playoffs. And then they go from 6-3 and three to basically, well, well, they go 6-3, and three, they lose back-to-back games to get to 6-5. and five. Um, And then they barely beat the Jets on, and the Jets were trying, it looked like they were trying to lose that game. Uh, the Jets blew it with like a uh, dumb blown coverage. Um, and the Raiders win last minute. So they barely escaped to get to seven and five, but they don't look good in, in winning, uh, beating the Jets, who were at that time were winless. And then they they end up just, they end up what eight and eight this year. So uh, uh, average uh, five hundred team, right? They end up eight and eight. So and that's from a six and three start. And then the last the previous year, two years ago. Uh, um, they started off six and four and ended up, I think, seven and nine in 2019. So they're kind of right on the brink of being a playoff team. They got talent, you know. They got a good running back. They got uh, a really good tight end, Darren Waller. Um, they got some. They got some talent, talented receivers who are getting better. Uh, their defense got better this year. They, you know, they've drafted. Uh, last couple of years they drafted a lot of defensive players they that's been their main focus and they've gotten better there since the Khalil Mack trade um and I and I like Derek Carr but he's there's something missing with Derek I, and I think we give him a lot of time already he's he's been in the league long enough to where what well, we we know what he is now you know I think we we're still holding out hope that he can still be like at an elite level quarterback and and after after like six seasons, I think we know what he is. And Derek Carr, he's not bad, you know. He's on his best days. Derek Carr looks like a top ten quarterback on his best days. But then on the flip side of that, on his worst days, he looks like a bottom ten quarterback. So that basically means he averages out to like a mid range quarterback, you know. He's like a top. He's like a top fifteen, top sixteen guy. Uh, he looks good some weeks. He looks bad some other weeks. So um, he had a. If you look at his stats, you know he had a pretty good year. But he, 
he just I don't think he's a guy anymore to get over the top and I've been rooting for him for a long time. I was really I used to be really high on Derek Carr when he first when the Raiders first drafted him. I liked a lot about him. Um he was like a big Kobe fan, had you know, all about Mamba mentality and I feel like, you know, he's a good guy, he works hard. But there's just something uh I think there's something missing. Uh, uh just he just doesn't have that one it it quality about him that I think can really, you know, take a team over the top. So, you know, you look at you look at Deshaun Watson, who's easily a top five quarterback. If that guy, the Raiders got their hands on Deshaun Watson, now they you know, they are they go from uh a seven and nine, eight and eight team to I you know, I think I think at least a ten and six team, you know, next year. Uh you know, I think Deshaun Watson takes the Raiders to a ten and six team, at least a wild card team. And at least, at least it got a guy that can compete with Patrick Mahomes. Cause that's the, that's the first thing you got to, uh, compare, you know, when you're trying to win a division who the, the team that has the best quarterback usually wins a division, you know, a lot, a lot of times, you know, that's the case. And you look at the, the AFC West, you got Mahomes who's going to be there for the next 10 years. And now you got to worry about Justin Herbert, who, who looks like he's going to be a great quarterback for a long time. Um, so, and, and then, you know, the Broncos obviously are still trying to figure it out, trying to find somebody. But, uh, but if you're the Raiders, you don't want to be that team that's, you know, going to be not only behind the Chiefs, but possibly behind the Chargers too for the next several years. Uh, so you need a, you need a quarterback that's going to compete with those, those guys. And Deshaun Watson uh, is a guy, you know, and, and, no, I, I would trade. I would try to make that trade happen in the heartbeat. If I was the Raiders, you know, Derek, Derek Carr and a bunch of draft picks for Deshaun Watson. That's that's not bad. That's not a bad package uh, either way. And uh, the Texans probably would want a young quarterback. They're gonna want a, a a high draft pick to draft a young quarterback. But hey, if uh, you look at what the Rams and the and the uh, Lions just did, right, trading Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford and, and uh, two first round picks. Uh, obviously Deshaun Watson is better, so it's gonna take Derek Carr probably and and probably like four or five first round picks. But uh, I think I think draft picks are a little overrated, um, and especially especially when when it's for a quarterback of this caliber who's in his prime, who's still young, that's available. That doesn't happen often. So uh, I. Crossing my fingers, I hope the Raiders can get something like that done. That would be amazing. That would be great. Um, he, you know, I think he's the type of guy that can turn that franchise around. So we'll see. I, I just want to get my thoughts on that, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully that's something that that could happen. So, uh, you know, bring the Raiders back to life uh, with a with a elite quarterback like that. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's move it on. The last thing I'm gonna talk about. Not gonna spend too much time on this, but just my th- thoughts on the Lakers and how they're looking. They they dominated, absolutely dominated the Nuggets in the second half uh, of uh, uh, last night's game. And uh, and uh, what I really want to talk about is, I think this this Laker team might have the most uh, talented roster of any Laker team I can remember, honestly. Uh, you know, I've seen some great Laker teams. Obviously, the Shaq and Kobe three P Lakers. Um, 
and then uh, the Kobe Gasol Laker teams, and then last year's Lakers. But uh, how good this team is on defense when they turn it up, man! It's it's really special to watch. It's it's uh it's it's amazing. It's up there. It's up there as one of the most uh, uh, talented defensive teams. And it's not just because of AD and LeBron. It's guys like Caruso and and uh, and guys like uh, Harrell and. Schroeder and guys that are not known as those guys are not thought of as great defenders, but they just bring this kind of intensity and um, that that they bring to the core. They're just put in the right situations with this team, and and um, and the you know the, the chemistry this team has with everybody knows their role. You know Kuzma settled in and he's become such an impactful player. It's not just about scoring anymore with him. So that's uh, a special to watch. Um, I know, I know that I know there's other teams that you know Clippers are looking really good. You know they are looking, they are looking good. But I just don't see, I still don't see how they're gonna have a chance with the Lakers. And uh, the Nets have all the scoring in the world, but I don't know how that's gonna uh, how they're gonna be able to stop the Lakers from scoring. So I'm just really impressed with this Lakers team, man. I think they're they could be one of the most dominant teams in in uh, history with this with the the. The talent that they have, the skill that they have, the how well everybody complements each other—it's it's just spe- special to watch. So, uh, I just wanted to talk about that real quick and and give an update about uh, my thoughts on the Lakers so far this season. But uh, let's leave it at that. Um, let's end it here, and uh, I'll I'll be back probably next week talking about what happened in the Super Bowl, and uh, and uh, yeah, anything else that. Uh, that uh that goes on as well so thank everyone for joining me on this episode Uh, stay safe out there and i'll catch you in the next one peace